What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild, episode 136, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, as usual, and joined by my two good friends and co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. Guys, how you doing tonight? Uh, doing great. Um, you know, had a few days off in preparation for... It turns out we have a mini set coming up. I, I, I think we all kind of saw that coming with the Brawliseum, uh, but uh, now we've actually got some cards to to sift through. It, it happened rather quickly. Yeah, uh, very early, kind of in the cycle, it feels like. Um, you know, this uh, the timing of the mini set. It's probably like the earliest one we've gotten, I, I think. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I did request that we get another reprint of Sorcerer's Apprentice, and I think Meowth actually did this to me, so that was really quite cruel of him. Um, but I understand. Well, well, well it, we're it, gonna you're gonna get people putting in like accusations of assault over here, bro. You can't you can't be just throwing that out, even though I, I may or may not give you a black eye if Sork gets reprinted. So, uh, yeah, it is kind of crazy though. Um, it we just had like the big balance patch for the set. Like the the big one that mm. has all the data, and then like a week later, we're getting a a mini set, which kind of feels a little bit bad because I've heard that like standards in a pretty good spot because of that balance patch, and it might get thrown up in the air with this. But uh, I don't know. As a uh, selfish content creator, new cards cool, new cards fun. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to mess around with them. Uh, some of them look pretty cool, and I'm really excited because we have to start off big announcement. Dual class cards are back, and it looks like they're going to be like a regular thing. Dual class cards are exciting. Uh, also, brand new combinations from when we previously had dual class cards, uh, given that we also have 11 classes, so it would be a little bit hard to do that. But um, it, it is really cool. I, I want to get y'all's opinion before we dive into the cards. I know we're a fan of dual class. Are we also a fan of kind of how they're mix-matching mix the classes um, that they're doing these? So, like, each class gets five cards, but you're, like, two matched with one class and two matched with another. Yeah, I, I mean, as long as the the way that they're doing it is, is as creative as they have with uh, this as well as in the past. I think, um, I don't want to say that more dual class cards is an inevitability, but like, it does seem like a good solution to a problem that has been propping up, uh, especially with the, the mini set, where like, you don't have many neutral cards, and then on top of that, you don't feel like you have a whole lot of like support for certain archetypes that were um you know started in the the main expansion they don't kind of circle back around because you have so few class cards because you have so few total cards and so many classes now that i feel like uh you know dual class cards are a reasonable solution to that to like add a little bit more variety between the classes and potentially at least um you know increase the impact of you know a 35 card mini set or whatever it is so the alter it's either add more cards or you know add the same number of cards and give them a little bit of overlap between the classes and you know i'm i'm open to either uh yeah i'm happy with this i mean there is the alternative idea of just getting rid of mini sets entirely but i think we're a long way away from that i think this is a good uh temporary solution to make the mini set more impactful while keeping it uh mini so it seems like they've landed a good place here as for the specific, like, class combos, I really don't care. Like, I, I know some people probably care about, like, what the flavor is of why they're mixing and matching. I, I couldn't give a damn. As long as we get something different, I feel like that's the most important thing. Like, each time we do this, like, I just want to mix and match in a new way. Uh, so, happy to say that they did that with this one. Yeah. As long as we get cool cards that make sense, you know, with the classes that they're paired with, I think I'm all on board for, for mixing things up. All right. So, 
just a couple more details before we actually dive into talking about the new cards. Uh, so this is coming out. We are recording this on Tuesday. It comes out on Wednesday. Uh, so it'll be live probably, you know, 12 hours from when you're hearing this. Uh, but also, we also have things to give away. Uh, mini set bundle codes. And so if you guys want to enter, um, the, the entry to that will be down in the description uh, of the show, uh, regardless of where you listen to it. And I'll be pulling things at 5 p.m. Eastern. So we got a couple bundles to give away, courtesy of Blizzard. So shout outs to them and uh, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, that being said, let's talk about the cards that people are going to be playing with that you know, might motivate them to, to want to into the giveaway and get some of these cards uh we're gonna go it's gonna be a little bit weird with the dual class cards but we're just gonna go by class order and we're gonna be talking about the dual class cards as they show up so when we get to warrior we're probably only gonna be talking about one card that's not because we hate warrior on this podcast which we may or may not uh cannot confirm or deny but uh that's just gonna be how this how this (laughs) uh goes out but um let's start with death knight uh let's start with their singular card and let's talk about dead air so this is a two mana spell no spell school uh, one frost, one unholy requirement. Destroy your undead, resummon them. Uh, so this very much feels like a uh, a reborn or a death rattle effect kind of card uh, to abuse those kind of things in, in Death Knight. Do we think we have the synergy in Wild to to really break this? No, <laughs> I I mean I've heard, I've heard a lot of people bringing this up as one of the you know powerhouse cards in the set and. I don't see it. I don't know. I'm confused by it. Um, it. It feels like just play dead, right? Like marginally better, more specific play dead, maybe not even better if you're not running the right undead. Um, anybody that's played a scourge in wild knows how many bad undead there are. And there honestly just aren't a whole lot that I really want to add to my deck nor kill. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm missing the whatever this card does. Yeah, maybe uh, Fang Death. Uh, it's also like because it does all. That's a that's a good comparison compared to Play Dead. Um, but yeah, oh, I see, no, I see sorry, the point. That's that's what yeah. I meant. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it not just like Fang Death. It kind of reminds me of Unholy Frenzy as well. Like it's the same kind of thing, mm. a little bit. It feels like. Um, I don't know. It seems bad. Like I don't I don't know what you're doing with this. Like this doesn't really makes sense to me with the current pool because even with the rune restriction i looked at this card with no rune restriction and mm-hmm. i was still this like low on it and then i noticed the rune restriction now i'm just like 100 out like this is terrible yeah i mean the only like undead death rattles that you would really care about are probably neutral anyway at this stage but like oof. are you are you are you playing this just so that you could kill an egg <laughs> is like is it is it just egg uh uh egg death knight i don't i don't know i i'm glad i'm not entirely crazy i guess yeah i kind of wish if it was like destroy your death rattles and resummon them i very similar to to feign death um because like they did get death rattle synergy pushed in like the unholy archetype and so it would have kind of made sense and it would have been a little bit more interesting at least in wild but but yeah i think your point of just like we we constantly keep coming back to this thing where like undead minions suck even in wild and uh it just is kind of a big knock against this regardless of the room restrictions i will say it could be something to keep an eye on down the line because like you know feign death isn't a great card but like um you know if there's something more worth killing off i don't know for what it's worth we've been saying that about play dead and feign death for like eight years now and it still hasn't been good so maybe maybe any don't day now <laughs> any day now it'll happen just you wait it, it's just it, it's one of those cards where you have to like have a board state 
in order for it to do anything and two mana is kind of a lot when you already need to have a board state in place and then like if you have that board state you can kind of just do other things to win the game right so that's like that i think that's my hesitation with it all right let's move on to the next card here uh that i've seen a little a uh, little bit of hype for and that is cold feet so this is a death knight paladin dual class card uh frost spell school so i think this is paladin's first frost spell uh but it is two mana enemy minions cost five more next turn uh mirroring rebuke uh which was the paladin spell that uh basically said enemy spells cost five more next turn uh so this is kind of the mirror for that but uh i don't know enemy minions costing five more is a lot better i think maybe than rebuke uh were spells um mainly because it means that your even death knight board can't get flurgle toxed question mark i don't, I don't know if that's how relevant that is but it, it gives even death knight some disruption i think the re i mean we've seen like similar lotheb analogs but with minions and they they performed a fair amount worse we saw the same thing with forensic duster and cult neophyte where cult neophyte actually saw some play duster none um but I think in the context of a two mana spell, it may be slightly better than rebuke if you're playing it, you know, in the earlier game. I think minions are in our format right now are a little bit more impactful early, where spells are a little bit more impactful later. But that said, like you can weave in a rebuke later turns after a call to arms, for instance, and still nobody's playing that card. So like um I don't know. It's maybe marginally better than rebuke in the early game depending on the matchup, um, but Rebuke isn't really a card that we play right now. So, I don't know. It could have some potential just because, it, like like you said, uh, in even Death Knight, there aren't, we've talked about this for a while as well, there just aren't a whole lot of cards that that deck can play. So, maybe, but I'm skeptical. Seems bad. Seems really bad. Seems like Rebuke, which is bad. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, even Death Knight can carry bad cards because Hero Power, like even Dex General, can just carry that because they're just so button heavy. But yeah, I, I just don't say this. Like, I think Rebuke is probably like a more relevant uh card when paired with a combo turn. I just don't. I I think a lot of decks is going to be able to get around this. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at on this one. Anyway, <laughs> that's the entire of my analysis. Bad. Okay, next up we have Cool Ghoul. What a name. Uh, Death Knight Paladin dual class card. Four mana for a 3-1 Divine Shield Reborn. As cute as the name is, where does the C play? Making mummies synergy. Making mummies. Uh, this card is unplayable in our format. It's obnoxious. It's a, I can imagine this being just a devastating arena card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't have an earth shock it's this card is just going to carry all right yeah uh, yeah card bet. yeah probably the greatest arena card of all time it's so sticky it's four bodies um but it's a three one for four mana oh. Oh, just you wait there's an even more busted paladin arena card that i've already oh true. heard yeah heard claims yeah, for to yeah. get banned um all right uh the other class paired with demon hunt or death knight is hunter um, so let's talk about Yelling Yodler. We were talking about Fane Death and Play Death earlier. Uh, Yelling Yodler, four mana, three, four, undead. Battle Cry. Trigger a friendly minion's death rattle twice. 
Um, poor Princess Huhu Ron uh, has been power crept by a four mana non legendary spell. Um, or minion, I guess. But uh, yeah, four mana, three, four, battle cry, trigger friendly minions, death battle twice. Seems seems strong. Uh, again, you're, you're. What are we doing though? Like, are we playing Mind Hunter or Mind Death Knight now? Is that what we're doing with this card? I don't think it's ever like damage. I, I think like you, you want a tempo. You know, tempo is king, not just like random burst but, on. But four. what death rattles give you that tempo that you want, right? Like, are, are we question. still in the days of Nerubian Egg or? Yeah, I mean, if Construct Quarter didn't get nerfed, you could like we could be talking about like Nerubian Egg and even Death Knight. But Construct Quarter did get nerfed, so that's troubling. Um, not a really ton of powerful, like, two-drop death rattles, right? Like, that can just slot into an even Death Knight. So, for Death Knight, don't love it. Um, Egg Hunter, sure. Like, it's great in Egg Hunter. It's Egg think, Hunter. <laughs> right. I I think it just wants to be in, like, an Egg deck regardless. Like, it, um, whether it's a Death Knight or Hunter. I mean, we saw, like, that could be a place where maybe Dead Air makes sense as well uh, in uh, in Death Knight, but I think it's... I don't know. Hunter has a little bit better early game Death Rattles, which is where you really want to land this on. Like, you could even consider like buffing up an Augmented Porcupine and uh, blasting someone with this if you really want to get crazy. But, like, that type of thing, I think it plays a little bit better into this card rather than, like, big, beefy, like, cage head Death Rattles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just want to be able to slam it on curve and just like end up ahead on board. And um, I mean, Egg Hunter has gotten some support, like a bunch of bananas. Obviously, awesome for like an egg deck. So it's just a little slow right now, right? Like wild, very aggressive format. It's easy for the Egg Hunter to get kind of like blown out by the aggro decks and also not be fast enough to close that against control decks. But we are getting enough of these payoffs where at some point there probably will be just like big dramatic swing turn on three big dramatic swing turn on four and hopefully you like kill them on five but i don't know if we're quite there yet fair enough all right pour one out for princess who run though uh as we move to our last one hollow hound uh so another hunter death knight card six mana three six undead beast lifesteal rush uh with the cleave words of also damages minions next to whomever this attacks this is a six mana three six with lifesteal rush though um AKA it's a four mana three six lifesteal rush because we have the weapon. Um but like I don't think this is ever a card that we're putting in, in Beast Hunter. I don't think the card quality is high enough without the the weapon. I also just don't know where like this fits in for like Death Knight decks though in Wild. Uh eventually there's going to be enough cards in Death Knight that Reno Death Knight becomes like a thing that you consider outside of like or even in a, a blood death knight like this is this not just a nutty blood reno death knight card for oh. like with the weapon i was about to say how does this work with the weapon do you get like one instance of like plus nine or is it three separate instances of the plus three i don't th- I, I think it's three separate instances with the the change with like how blood boil works now and he, i mean death knight also has some hand buff stuff like i i don't know i don't think this is a super competitive card i think it's really cool and i love it like i don't i don't care how bad it is i just i i love this card um it's a little weird to see this much healing <laughs> being offered to, to hunter as well even if it doesn't go in beast hunter but like i don't i just i just really like this card it's cool 
Yeah, uh, it's cool. I, I really like this one compared to like in, like in terms of how they've mix matched uh, the classes, like with Death Knight and Hunter. It feels like one of the better ones to take advantage of the dual class uh, option here. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, playability, don't know. Like even in Blood Death Knight, I'm kind of a little like low on it. Um, I feel like it's probably gonna be more awkward uh a lot like six mana is a lot of mana right like and uh, six mana three attack isn't much attack so like it's healing for very specific boards and like can be really nice but i imagine it's situationally gonna be just very weak uh so not super into it even in like a blood death knight deck um yeah yeah i think i'm wondering if we're getting closer and closer to the day where that uh like the mid-range happy ghoul the three four taunt dude deck gets closer and like i wonder if this is a card that you maybe slot in there as like your top end um to help juice up if if, if it does do the like three buffs for your arcanite ripper like as, as like top end uh in an agromanda maybe just as an aside i tried to build that deck with like a, a hand buff package associated with it, it just did not come together <laughs> like i get nah. i couldn't i couldn't i was forcing way too many things into it i don't know if that deck um like yeah, that deck's not going to exist. I don't think <laughs> it's it's very far away, but like, you know, dream big. One day, one day could be a thing. Um, all right. Let's move on to our next class here, uh, with Demon Hunter. So Demon Hunter got paired with Warrior and I believe Rogue, if I'm reading this correctly. I think that's what the color is. Mm -hmm. I think it looks like a rogue class. Um both <laughs> both make sense for what Demon Hunter wants to do. Uh, so let's start with Through Fell and Flames. Uh, this is a Warrior Demon Hunter dual class card. Zero mana fell spell. Give a minion rush. Finale. And plus one, plus one. So zero mana spell, you know, plus one, plus one and rush. Seems like not a terrible card. Um, it's kind of more of a, is there a, a way to abuse this in both Warrior or uh, or Demon Hunter? For the decks that we have, you know. Uh, Lady Sotheno is a pretty good way to abuse this, um, especially when paired with uh, Helvetica. Uh, in like you give her rush, you don't care that you don't get the buff. You you know attack if you have the Helvaria on the board, and um, the Sotheno gets multiple attacks. That starts scaling real quick. Um, I don't know how viable like a seven mana combo or. Or like expecting a Halveria to stick is in our format, but like it seems kind of spooky. Uh, even just like zero mana cards with Sotheno feel kind of spooky as it is with the amount of draw that uh, Demon Hunter has. Um, so I don't know. Seems like it has some potential there. I don't know. I don't know where it would fit in <laughs> in. Uh, Warrior. I don't think Warrior has like the the draw that Demon Hunter has to support a uh, zero mana uh, card as easily. Yeah, um, I think the only real spot that I love this is sort of in the Sathino OTK specifically, um, but I don't really think that OTK is very good in Dune Wild. So I, I just think it's probably not providing enough value. Um, <laughs> I mean, that might feel like a silly thing to say about a zero mana card, but you know, when you're playing cards, they cost you cards. And I don't think this does very much. So it's kind of like a, you know, like a wisp or something. Like, it, yeah, tempo, but I just think it's so low value that I just don't see a, a home that makes sense for this. Um, so, yeah. 
I'm a doubter. Is there is there a world where we ever want this in like in Rage Warrior, where you you are doing all the buffing with your anima extractor and then you can like give stuff rush, like the big stats? It's like a broomstick. Again, I, I just think it's so low value that like it's not gonna get the job done. I mean, you can. You can give big frothing berserkers charge right now. I don't think you need to give settle for giving things rush. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. So not super high on through fell and flames. Let's talk about our next one, which is a demon hunter rogue card, uh, and that is tough crowd. Um, just like the two of you guys uh, with these cards so far. Tough oh, crowd. No. Three mana, two one demon outcast. Return a minion to its owner's hand. Uh, so kind of a sap effect um, if you have this in the outcast spot. Uh, I guess consensus we're probably never putting this in our deck on purpose but if we think about this off of stuff like illidari studies or the wretched exile i mean it's just a plus or a minus for our kind of our discover outcast pool i think this is a fantastic card um at diluting the outcast pool damn it yeah uh, <laughs> so uh they so hard there ruffle i'm just like oh <laughs> um I, it's it's situationally helpful so like maybe off of an Illidari studies there's like a small percentage of time where you wouldn't be upset about it um we have sap uh nobody has played that in years in our format this is on a body but we also have like saps on bodies that we've seen in the past and you know no one's uh no one's really itching to play rogue secrets so that they can uh, blackjack stunner people so it's not like they're going to uh add a three mana two one to their deck in order to to do that um but yeah i mean in standard the outcast pool probably could use some dilution so it's fine um i don't want to run this card i don't ever want to see this card <laughs> God pissed me off. I was having such a fun time in standard with the insanely broken outcast pool, and uh, they've ruined it. They've absolutely ruined it because this card is just an L. Almost, almost like it was intentional, you know. Uh, I always, it always feels also bad when uh, cards just do absolutely nothing unless they're in an outcast spot, you know. Um, and, and this is one of those. Um, all yeah, right, that's, that's a really good point. This like, is, yeah, this is one of the worst feeling cards to not get the outcast value off of. Like other ones are at least like two mana one ones or things like that, but uh, or one mana yeah. one ones rather. Well, it's right. also just like super clunky, right? So like in an outcast deck, it's gonna get stuck in hand if it doesn't have a good like turn. And don't worry, you're never gonna have a good turn to play this. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about maybe some better cards. Maybe, probably not. Um, so one of the new mechanics they have are these remixed cards, which are similar to the um, harmonic and dissident mood cards. Uh, where they will switch effects uh, randomly in your hand. Um, but these are also similar to the... What is it? What What is that? Make? I don't remember the set, but the unidentified cards, like the un- unidentified mall. Sounds uh, like a KNC, is that? Unidentified yes. mall? That, yes, like a that sounds thing. right. Yeah. Um, so basically, you'll draw this card. It'll get one of the four random effects, and then it'll also swap in your hand to one of the other three effects randomly. Uh, every turn in your hand so everybody's favorite random i know people in standard are super happy to see more effects like that um but let's get back to remix rhapsody so this is at default a five mana deal three damage to all minions and then it gains one of these extra effects based upon what we talked about so you can either get angsty 
and uh, be a five mana deal three uh, to all minions and then draw three cards, which kind of sounds pretty good. Uh, you have Resounding Rhapsody, um, five mana deal three damage to all minions twice, so basically five mana deal six to everything. You have Emotional Rhapsody, five mana deal three to all minions, give your hero plus five attack this turn. Wailing Rhapsody, five mana deal three to all minions, summon a five five demon. Um, so those are your four options. You'll get one of them when you draw the card, and then it'll swap to one of the other three every turn. Um, I believe that it doesn't cycle through, so you can go from, like, wailing to angsty to wailing to angsty back and forth, technically, uh, if you're, like, super unlucky. Uh, but, I mean, some of these look like they have high upside, right? Five mana, deal three, draw three, or five mana, deal three to everything, make a five-five. It's like a Kazakus potion. You play those, uh, or wish for them off of Kazakus, which not the worst things in the world, you know? Yeah, um, I I think the problem with I have with these is that there are there seems to be so much variance between the ones that you want and the ones that you don't want, and then couple that with the fact that a lot of them are like either curve plays or very situational plays. So you're just kind of forced to play whatever you get that turn rather than like make a um, you know an informed decision based on what you roll. So I'm generally not too keen on these cards uh because yeah like you said deal three draw three great card i love it i i want to play that uh you know deal three give your hero plus five attack that that when is that when is that a thing that you want to do right because it's all minions so you're like you're blowing up your own board if you're looking for the attack to deal face damage and kill the opponent and or you're just taking face damage to clear off the one big minion that's left and so it's like i don't know some of these some of these have modes that like just feel like clear outliers whether they're you absolutely want this one and only this one or they're i'm okay with like these ones but not these ones that make it feel kind of bad to play I, i'm not a huge fan of these no i hate them I, I absolutely hate them. I hated them back when they came out in KNC. I hate them now. I thought we were better than this. I thought we were doing something. No. Um, I, I just don't like the... Where, like, I think Harmonic was a good alternative, right? Absolutely. To the identified cards. And, like, a much better implementation of that idea. And now we've gone back. And now we're back to the original. And it's like, what are we doing? Because I hated Identified more. That card pissed me off so much. That card was playable in Constructed. But the problem is, it had three good options and one horrific option. And so if it just rolled onto Torn instead of getting Divine Shield or Summoning Recruits, you just took a massive hit. Like, it was useless. So, um, I really don't like this. Uh, I think if you're going to do it, you narrow the options. Like, we did it with Harmonic down to two. That one we actually knew as well, which, like, what the order is. That's even better, because then you can actually plan your turns. What a concept. Uh, but if we are going to do this, like, we should go down to maybe three options. It's a lot. Um, like Robert said, sometimes you get to deal like three damage and draw three cards. Awesome. That's like drawing three cards. Great. It's like three, three and a half mana worth of value. Awesome. In a deck that probably wants it, like a slower deck, versus give your hero a plus five attack. Like what the, what are we doing with that? So don't like it. Um, as for this card specifically, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty good. Like this card specifically is pretty good. Um, I don't know if it has a great home right now in wild. Uh, it, it's like good, good card where's the place it goes in um but we'll see like it, it might go in like big demon hunter and standard and so you could see it in maybe a similar deck in the future and wild down the road but i hate this mechanic so much 
So what I'm hearing is Corp wants Blizzard to do this more often. Um, I I wonder like even if an even if there was a slow Demon Hunter deck in Wild, a slower Demon Hunter deck, right? Whether Big Demon Hunter, Arena Demon Hunter was a thing, I still don't even know that you would want this because the the polarity between it being good and it being bad is like the when it's bad, it's so much worse for you in a format as fast and as uh, you know. I don't know what the word is, but yeah. like using right. your mana effectively, right? We've yeah. we've seen heavy um like higher cost um aoe removal in demon hunter in the past and even though like in other classes that you think wow this is a really high quality card top of the idol is a great example it just doesn't see play because like that's that's kind of antagonistic with a demon hunter's play style yeah um i do think that one day big demon hunter will be playable in wild it probably will not be while it's playable in standard we're gonna have to wait like at least another year um yeah but uh i i am i am optimistic that that deck will eventually be a thing in wild because big decks almost always are eventually they're gonna, they're gonna push it they're gonna keep pushing it every year every year new synergies yeah um yeah. We're, we're gonna get big demons that are just busted or, or something like that so i I, somebody can clip this and save it for when I'm inevitably wrong, but it feels like it feels like they have learned their lesson with early big minion cheats across all classes. They seem to be like dead set on like six mana is absolutely the 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 minimum <laughs> that you're paying to get. Ruffle, they, just, they just moved Ruffle. void color into standard. <laughs> well, yeah. But like nobody's playing it. <laughs> well, that's not because void color is too slow. It's because there's you know, not a good warlock deck. Um, now they bold of you to assume that they've learned their lesson. I'm I'm sure we're gonna eventually get more broken mana cheat uh, recruiting effects like that. But uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, we've talked way too long about this card that is gonna see zero play. Let's talk about another one that'll probably see zero play because I really don't understand what you want to do with this card, and that is Rhythm Dancer Risa. Uh, this is a Demon Hunter Rogue Legendary dual class card, five mana three five with Rush. After your hero attacks, return this to your hand and set its cost to one. So that cost reduction does persist, um, you know, after that singular turn, which is important. Um, but this seems like a card that you don't really want to be playing on five. You want to be playing on like turn six or seven or eight, and that means you're playing a rogue or demon hunter deck that wants to go to turn six, seven, or eight, which right now aren't really decks you want to be playing, as far as I know. Yeah, and even the impact that it's going to have on turn five. So you're basically, like, not quite giving up turn five, but, like, having a lower impact turn five so that you can have better future turns. But, like, how many turns are there after turn five in, in our format if you're playing either Rogue or Demon Hunter? I will say that I think this is a cool and probably a pretty high-quality card, maybe in standard. But I think that the the speed of our format maybe is a little bit limiting for this card. It is odd cost, uh, both odd rogue and odd death knight are attacking face a lot so like it could be considered there but again like they want to be they run really low curves these days and really want to be closing out the game on like turn five and six so you're not like if you're getting value off of this some in either of those decks something has gone horribly wrong yeah uh interesting card um probably just too expensive right like like this this gets incremental value uh over time basically just like giving you another thing that does like one mana deal three to the board um and you probably just don't have enough time to really really make use of it like a five mana so gonna assume unplayable uh, until proven otherwise 
There's also cards, the whole yeah. other situation of like yeah, after cool. turn five, what is this yeah. killing? At at three attack, you know, <laughs> after yeah. turn five or turn six. Um, all right, let's talk about the last dual class card here, and that is Abyssal Basist. Uh, and this is the one that I'm maybe the most hyped for so far out of all the cards that we talked about because it's the only one where I can see a home for it potentially. Uh, in in our format, so this is a Warrior Demon Hunter dual class card, seven mana, four seven Demon, with Taunt and Life Steal, cost two less for each weapon you've equipped this game. Um, so I know Demon Hunter has kind of had this whole little package that's pushed with the uh, the Instrument Smasher, uh, the one where, like whenever you destroy a weapon, equip a random weapon. Um, but I'm thinking about this in in Menagerie Warrior. Uh, that deck doesn't really have a good Demon. Um, I don't think that class has any Demons to begin with outside of the Imprisoned Dude. Um, so like if you amalgamate, you have a high chance of getting it. Um, and you play a bunch of things that generate weapons, right? You play First Mate, you play the Baton, you play. Um, Maybe you're on an imbued axe build. You're playing the sword eaters potentially, so you play a lot of weapons. Get this down fairly cheap, and uh, I don't know things that can cost zero one mana seem like pretty strong in our format. So I've been told. Yeah, you could also like run some. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it or I missed it, but like a Nazos first mate is a great turn one play for that deck. Um, and then you, it's just not really something that you're concerned about overriding too. So it's like you really get this online pretty quickly in that deck another thing that could be worth looking into is like the um the outcast um like questline deck with maybe because it's already running double glaive tar maybe you consider throwing in calamity's grasp and um like increasing the uh, consistency of um you know getting this online because that deck feels real real anemic if it um, has like philosophies and brutes or wallopers in hand, but no like cost reduction on those, or no like, or just draws the philosophies and not the other minions. So, like that that could shore up some of the uh, the feast or famine nature of that by just like having another either wave of threats or another um, you know potential threatening minion, or even just something that can delay <laughs> for uh, a turn or two to get there. Yeah, you could even run Tusk Piercer. Uh, if you just run the peddler as well, uh, so that's the death, uh, the demon hunter weapon, the one mana one two that draws a death rattle card. Uh, mm. So that could just also help with the quest line demon hunter deck potentially. Uh, would require a different build a little bit, but I I could see that as another way to just get it cheap. Um, but yeah, uh, what like look, we've been shitting on a lot of cards so far. <laughs> I think I think this card's the, one of the best ones of the set. Um, very easy to see it coming down for three mana. Even on curve, uh, and like three mana four seven, taunt life steal. It's pretty damn beefy. Uh, I, I do like, well, maybe not like, but I, I appreciate the fact that they've kind of put it at seven and they're reducing it by two each turn. So there is kind of this awkward jump between one and zero where it's sort of not sometimes as worth it to make it go down to zero cost. So uh, it's kind of cute compared to if they had to just put it at like six mana or something. Um, but yeah, whether it's a menagerie. I'm sure Demon Hunter can experiment with it as well. Uh, I really, really like this. Yeah. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know these Demon Hunter weapons that they've mentioned, because I sure didn't, held it and had to look them up. So Test Piercer is the one to, for one mana, that Death Rattle draws you a Death Rattle from your deck. And uh, Calam Calamity's Grasp. Uh, this is the one that I had, like, I thought you made up a card name. Uh, but this is a one mana, one two weapon for Demon Hunter that uh, Death Rattle adds a random outcast card to your hand. Um, so these, these are cards that exist. Crowd. Random tough crowd. Seems good. Fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah, you just turned me off from that card. All right. 
Uh, I just wanted to make sure that people didn't think that we were just making things up. Let's move on to the, the one benefit to a broader outcast pool in Wild, you're less likely to get the tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you're also less likely if they just like didn't print yeah. it, you know, which is what don't, they should have done. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to Druid. So Druid comboed with Priest and Warlock uh, this set. Um, and so let's start with the one that had people really hyped. This was kind of the unintentional leak and or intentional leak uh, of the mini set that happened last week. Uh, and that is Funnel Cake. Uh, I don't know what music festival has Funnel Cakes, but I'm kind of down for it. Um, one mana, Priest, Druid, Dual Class card. Restore three health to a minion and its neighbors. For each one overhealed, refresh a mana crystal. Before we dive into it, I just want to say um, there, there were dev notes. Uh, so Leo was doing doing dev notes on, on the cards for this mini set. And he said this originally was a little bit more mana, but it overhealed all minions um, and had the same effect where it would generate mana crystals for every minion overhealed, which kind of sounded like it would have been kind of busted. So at least we have this version. How busted is this one mana version? At least we have this version. Like, I, this card kind of scares me, right? We've been, we were talking about Crimson Clergy quite a bit uh, going into the expansion and uh yeah like if that deck has like a consistent win condition this is going to be a big part of it right like um this does everything that that deck wants to do right it overheals it uh heals multiple minions so you could potentially draw two off of this pretty reliably uh it refreshes some of your mana crystals so you can get your uh big you know pop off turns a little bit earlier this is kind of a spooky card from my perspective uh yeah in a few different places like with crimson and radiant all of a sudden with radiant we're looking at like plus three mana uh you know valish things like that like i so in priest um definitely like big super disgusting swing turns in druid i mean it's a tony druid card like you play your living roots now you have three minions on the board now it's just another like lightning bloom so that's a I thing as well. About that deck. <laughs> yeah, I tried to as well. Um, but yeah, that's another thing. So, you know, that cop the Twig Sphere nerf. It might not even need to play Twig Sphere anymore. I don't know. Um, I can't. I haven't really tried that deck since the nerf happened. But that's more mana, so that's exciting. This is definitely a card that is going to be like more broken and wild than it is in standard because we could cheat more mana and we could do more with like the mana you cheat small with small like small amounts of mana boosting all of a sudden it's not like cheating out a, another win condition it's like ending the game immediately so is it is it time to bring back the uh, the radiant to four petition you guys can find that down in the description as well next to the giveaway um make sure you guys sign that uh dude Corb, you were talking about bringing back sork is this something that takes away pre-sork from you like this this seems like that powerful of a card uh with clergy and, and radiant i don't think priest has the consistency to become like a huge problem but it would shock me if there was a tony druid-esque deck yeah. Uh, uh so yeah i mean we had the the giants deck for a while right before switch we got banned but there was the deck that would like it could draw their entire deck by like turn three turn four and then drop arcane giants and uh priest version of arcane giants the uh grave war um mm -hmm. and then it would play like an elusia we don't we don't get to do the elusia thing anymore um but uh, I don't know. I, I can see that deck coming back. You could also do stuff with uh, Hidonis, uh, like fairly early on turn four, turn five, potentially the 
So for those of you guys that don't know, that's the uh, the four eight that basically once you overheal it, it deals five to a random enemy. Um, and I, I've played like some very ugly bad versions of Hedonis Priest. Um, but like even when I was playing the really ugly bad not good versions of Hedonis Priest, I was still like positive win rate, and you like had the vibe that it was like it could do something powerful if it became more consistent. And like if you get to cut that like pyromancer package and like go all in on the clergy stuff, like that sounds. Sounds kind of hot. Yeah, I mean, I've never ran the the pyromancer in that type of deck and just leaned entirely on the the clergy, and it's been incredibly consistent. It allows you to make your insights very reliable. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned Hedonis and like turn four combos with a palm reading and this card, like that unlocks a very easy turn four combo, right? Because you don't even need to stick a radiant elemental. You don't need to like get insight on certain things. You can just use this card to like you know build out your board state in preparation for that and that's kind of uh i don't know it, it it simultaneously will allow you to deal damage to your opponent or their board while also drawing cards and refreshing mana crystals that's a lot of things happening at once if you play something like the uh the copy effects on your hedonis then you're or on your clergy then you're not only you know, then you're drawing two or you're, you know, dealing 10 points of damage. So like the things can escalate quickly just because of the fact that it's unlocking mana crystals and like, it just fits so perfectly in what that deck is already wanting to do that. Like, <laughs> I don't know, th this card legitimately scares me um, in, in the same way that I felt about uh, Crimson Clergy. Um, and I think the, the combination of those two together is a little spooky. Yeah, the downside of those decks has always been finding the clergy, and so hopefully that'll hold it back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I never, I never thought we'd see lightning bloom and priest, but that's basically what this is. So, here's some uh, good news for you about finding the clergy. Switcheroo is going to rotate soon. Shut up! Don't say that. All right, let's talk about the next priest druid card here, and that is fanboy. Two mana, two two. Choose one. Uh, give a friendly minion plus two attack and rush. Or plus two health and lifesteal. Um, am I crazy? Does this sound really good in like the minion inner fire decks of like make a big dude and give it lifesteal? And or make a big uh, dude and give it rush if you need it. I I feel like we already have apotheosis for giving something big lifesteal and it like that favors the caboose more than the um, <clears throat> like I don't know. You're it's honestly apotheosis is often probably cheaper as well so i'm not sure that um that's something that the deck needs because it's already had access to um i think it would rather just like kill the opponent quickly uh that'd be good enough in edifier i mean it's a buff right <laughs> like that that sounds like a really dumb sentence so uh, it's, but it's buff it, it, like it, it makes your one four or your one three on turn one actually you know like be able to kill a ship's cannon or just like trade really well with pirates uh, buff the uh, crab rider it's not a battle cry which is huge because it means that you can actually play a buff card in a weblord deck um yeah I, I can maybe see it like in in a fire mini nano fire oh I, I completely forgot that this is like not a battle cry so it does bypass weblord which is actually super sweet um yeah i i i am kind of high on this card I, I you made the comparison to apotheosis but this is like two mana and it also comes with a body. So I think it's a lot better than Apotheosis, like, on the surface. Um, I, because more bodies, more good. But I, I think it depends on the uh, the deck. You 
I think you guys were talking about minion interfire. I was talking about like a more spell based version where like, um, you know, the apotheosis is going to be a benefit for things like power word fortitude, as well as just you're running palm reading in that deck anyway. So like, it's a two mana, <laughs> it's a two mana card. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it's, I guess for just a curve play, it's maybe, um, better for or worth a look for a minion interfire deck. I do wonder if you can play this in Shadow Undead as well, just because, like, it's a good buff for the egg. Um, if you are playing that deck. I, that might be more of a standard thing. I know not, not a lot of people playing, like, Undead Egg, Shadow Priest, and Wild. But, um, yeah, just a thought. Well, Meowth can bring Egg Priest back. Ooh, don't tempt me. All right, I'm down. Um, God, all right. So many Egg decks for the new expansion already. Um, Alright, let's talk about the one Druid-specific card, and that is Popular Pixie. Uh, so this is a River Croc, 2 mana, 2, 3. Choose one. Refresh your hero power, or your next one cost zero. Um, and so that next one cost zero does carry over for the next turn. Uh, I mean, this was like a powerful tour guide effect for that hero power Druid card. I just don't know that this is what we want in Questline Druid. Like, the, the 2 mana, 2, 3 that does this is like not something we're looking for no you you don't really want more minions in that deck i think this is probably a pretty reasonable card in standard but uh, i don't think it's what the format needs or our format is looking for uh yeah i would agree i don't i don't really think this is strong enough um, all right so yeah. we've been saved right they didn't buff the oppressive questline druid we're good at least for one expansion <laughs> whoa 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 there's still two more druid cards left meowth <laughs> true and true 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 all right uh i will say uh this is a huge buff for everybody's favorite even druid because the refresh actually relevant with the one mana hero power um so not that even druid's a real deck but i do love that and uh i will always stand for even druid all right let's talk about the druid warlock cards let's start with blood treant uh this is a zero mana two two no, but really it's 5 mana for a 2-2, but it costs health instead of mana. So it's a 0 mana 2-2 uh, for 5 health. I've seen people really hype for this card, uh, ranging from a bunch of different things like Aggro Druid to stuff like Darklear Warlock, which I'm not sure. Like Darklear slash Demon Seed. I'm not sure that's where that wants to be, but also even things like Cute Warlock, where it's a 0 mana 2-2 for your, for your buffs and things. Um, it It is 5 damage that you have to take um, for this 2-2. This uh, and we do live in a world with Questline Druid and Kingsbane Rogue and things like that. So, how are you guys feeling about our uh, friendly neighborhoods here, Minute 2 2? I, I don't know where you're looking, but everywhere I've looked, people have been calling this the worst card in the mini set and the worst card that's ever been printed. Uh, to those people, I say you are cowards because uh, zero mana 2 2. Um, that said, I don't think that the, I think this is a terrifying card to play in our format as it currently stands with like taking five when you're just getting domed by a questline druid is a really bad idea. Uh, to clarify, it also doesn't work anymore with the, the way that they uh, change like paying health for things. So doesn't um, it doesn't work with a questline uh, warlock, which is good. We don't want that to happen. Uh, Crystallizer is already polarizing enough in the uh, in that deck, and it wouldn't work in refreshing mana crystals with like a uh, a dark glare. So I think both of those are good things uh, because those are probably where this card is scary. I think this is legitimately would have been maybe a horrifying card three to four years ago when uh, when Agro Druid was like a relevant and like concerning 
um, deck in our format and was just pretty dominant. It may have even been longer than that. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you for sure, but like, you know, zero mana two two is, is terrifying. I think that like the numbers maybe just don't quite work out enough, or it's maybe too much health for how few stats you're getting um, in modern Hearthstone. Uh, because we just have Parachute Brigand, right? If you really want a free 2-2, you can just play Pirates and uh, win a lot more games. So I think the a combination of like the, the mana to stat, or the rather the damage to stat line, and um, like the, the speed of our current metagame, in particular some of the decks that go over the top, like you mentioned Kingsbane and Questline, that this, this is a little too risky to play. Like, in Aggro Druid, I still think it's really good. Um, so I will say that much. Like, I, I do think it is still very strong in Aggro Druid. Uh, and Cute Warlock, if you're not playing Raised Deads, like, I, I know there's, like, if you're playing um, sort of, like, patches and stuff like that instead in Cute Warlock, then you wouldn't play Raised Dead, which means that you could actually play Blood Treant without killing yourself on turn two. Uh, so that's exciting. So I can see it in that deck as well. Um, but that's about it. Like... I'm definitely not as low on it as everyone else because tempo good. <laughs> like, if you're playing aggro druid and you're worried about your life total, don't worry, you got bigger problems going on in your life. Um, but you guys didn't even mention the nuttiest synergy of all. Evolve Warlock and Evolve Druid, guys. A recombobulator, huh? Any, any like, coin blood treant recombobulator get a random six drop? Is that not doing anything Man, for anyone? That's just a random or... five drop, sir. That's just a random five drop. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Well, well, we also have random... Uh, Sacrificial Summoner as well, if you in your Warlock deck to get a six drop from the deck. Um, Are but, there any powerful six drops in our format? I mean, we could get like a four ten that we have like one of those lying around somewhere. Four ten taunt. I'm sure we got Stega. What is the card? Stega. The Mech Stegatron. Yeah, it's a 512. Sure. Yeah, great. Let's do that. Alright, so you should have led with that one, because now I'm now I'm kind of interested. Play play Zoo Warlock or Keep Warlock, and you just have this random six drop in your deck with summoners. Mm, maybe. So, oh. You could also do it with Void Color and eggs. You go egg into sacrificial summoner. You got you got a whole cute little synergy mm -hmm. thing going on. Yeah. Oh, possess lackeys your six drop. Boom, there you go. Yep. There we yep. go. Just cheat it out. Turn, turn two, just coin, bam. Possess Lucky on the board. Hell yeah. Hey, look. I mean, Possess Lucky on two is a lot better than Possess Lucky on six, so I'm kind of down. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, my bad about the uh, the mention about Demon Seed and Questline Warlock, because uh, I completely forgot they changed that interaction, because I'm not going to lie to you, still don't really understand the change and how it works. So, <laughs> to, to be fair, you you are far from the first person to, to think that when this card was released and, like, uh, I saw some other reactions that were a little bit more panic than you, so so I, I applaud your restraint there. <laughs> uh, you know what this will be really good in, though? Uh, the one thing we haven't mentioned. Uh, the Friend Request Suicide Warlock deck, uh, where you try to finish a game as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. um, this this will definitely help. That's another deck you do want your raised dead in for the for these Blood Treants. Alright, let's talk about the last dual class card here for uh, Druid and Warlock, and that is Doomkin. Six mana, three, four. For you to uh, sacrificial summoner your blood treant into, uh, does a six mana three four battle cry take one of your opponent's empty mana crystals? Um, I'm not gonna lie, regardless of how good this card is, I do love the flavor of how they like tied the warlock and druid together here with this. I, I do love that. I think the card is not very good, but uh, it is it is pretty funny. I love this card, even though it's very bad. 
but I, I love it for the reason you mentioned, for the flavor. And also, you know, we should punish uh, players more for not spending all their mana because spending mana good. And so, like, I, I'm I'm into this. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't. How does this punish? Oh, empty mana. Oh, it just like steals I've mana crystal. Wrong. Like if they're oh, on six mana, and you're I on thought six it was mana. a full. Yeah, no, I thought it was a full mana crystal. Okay, so this always goes into effect. I thought it was mm-hmm. okay. Scratch. Well, now I'm the one. Well, it's better. better. It's better than you <laughs> thought. Right. Roughly. It is better, uh, but still, probably not a very good card. though, right. I'm gonna play it though. You imagine <laughs> Bran with this? Yeah, I, I saw a Dane tweet where you go like Lothab and then you like brand this and have some fun with some some innervates or blooms and things. Um, sounds kind of toxic, not gonna lie. All right, Corby, got anything to say about this bad card? Uh, intentionally bad card because if this card was good, yeah. people would be very pissed off. Yeah, right. It's a it's another Ticketus, but probably like worse than Ticketus even because you're not getting a six mana eight eight. All right, uh, so let's move into Hunter here, and let's talk about maybe, uh, you said intentionally bad card, maybe one of the best cards of the set, maybe completely on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, Secret Mage finally got a playable one-drop, uh, because Mage and Hunter are uh, back together yet again. Um, costume Singer, one mana, two one, at the end of your turn, draw a secret. This is a proactive one-drop that benefits you, and also snowballs if they can't kill it, and also if you play this, coin Cabalaki rigged fair game, what the hell does your opponent ping? Um, yeah, this card seems really good. Like, really, really good. Uh, for specifically Secret Mage, but also like for Secret Hunter, but that's not a real deck. Let's talk about Secret Mage, everybody's favorite deck. I mean, okay. Uh, I'll preface this by saying that like I've been saying for a while that like Secret Mage isn't in the greatest spot right now. It's like for how it performs, it's maybe one that, uh, you know, we've even talked about this, that like player perception of it is a little bit above like it where it's actually performing that said <laughs> that was the case uh not long ago and then it got like chatty bartender and objection and it propelled it for at least a period of time up to a point where it was you know a pretty frustrating uh and prevalent part of, of the metagame uh i think this has the capacity to do the same it's you know, it's two cards, right? Like, it's your 29th and 30th card. Certainly not of quality. But we've been saying for a long time that Secret Mage is desperate. Desperate for another one drop. And uh, this is this is it. This is... the Like, do you even run Ancient Mysteries anymore? Um, do you just, like... Is that the cut? I don't know what the cut is. That's the problem. The one benefit to this card... I, I know I'm rambling a little bit because I hate this card. It's, it's too good for... <laughs> Uh, the context of Wild Secret Mage. Um, the one benefit to this card is that Secret Mage now has so many good synergistic cards that people are going to be more inclined to run Renathal in their deck, and that makes the deck worse. That said, this card is terrifying. Uh, like, oh my god. Like, you don't even need the Lackey on one because you just have the Anonymous Informant on two. So it's like, you, it, it, everything just snowballs in that deck even more now. And and I hate it. I, I hate this card. Uh, it's usually like it's clearly the strongest card of the set uh, for within the context of wild. I think it's legitimately good enough that you like maybe you start thinking about playing a secret hunter because like <laughs> this card is silly. Yeah, it, uh, it's peasant with synergy with uh, those decks. Yeah, I was going to say like this card is we're we're talking about it in the context of secret mage. This is a card I feel like is good enough that you're shoving it in 
a lot of mage deck. Like you probably play this in stuff like Quest Mage or Reno Mage or Reno Hunt. Like you you are playing this card because it's a one mana two one that is gonna draw you at least one card guaranteed, right? Thumbs up. Um it doesn't take very much. I think people probably overest uh like they they overthink how much a, a deck needs to move from like tier three, tier four competitive to like very, very, very strong in wild. It does not take much. Like Costume Singer is going to be one of the best cards in the deck. Secret Mage will probably be back to tier two minimum. That's just yeah. the reality of the situation. And more importantly, like not only is it a high quality card for the deck, it is addresses the historically one of the deck's biggest weaknesses for years at this point where mm -hmm. it only had Cabal Lackey on one. If you miss the, the broken uh, Lackey turn and you're on the play, you might fall behind. Uh, now you have a little bit of redundancy in that. It becomes an immediate like threat that you that the opponent needs to remove, or it scales out of control and like it's it, yeah, it, it just addresses the biggest one of the only holes that the deck actually had. Yeah, as for cuts, I'd be expecting Archonologist or Medivh's Valet to yeah, be the two cards true. that are kind of on the chopping block. Do you, do you think that people will hate Secret Mage less now that it is cutting Cloud Prince and cutting Valet and is no longer a burn deck and it is no. just like Tempo Mage at its core? No. no. People just have yeah, that obscene be... hatred with it with like similar to Big Priest, right? Unexplainable, really? Yeah, not unexplainable because oh, yeah. it's not been... unexplainable. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say that. Yeah. Because As somebody it, who enjoys been... Secret Mage, completely unexplainable. I can't understand why people don't like this deck. <laughs> It, it's been a stronger and more common uh, part of the metagame than Bigger Priest ever was. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, objection and counterspell are extraordinarily frustrating to play against. So there, there are a lot of things that make, that give people very good reason to hate Secret Mage. Um, but even, even without the burn, I think people will still have a lot of distaste for it just because of not only the secrets, but also, like, I don't know, people are still going to play Valet and Cloud Prince, even if they're, you know, underperforming cards. I still see both of the, or especially Cloud Prince, even though it's, like, you know, falling quite a bit out of favor since uh, Bartender was released. I will say as well, uh, speaking of cuts, that I fully expect, well, not expect, but I, I think it's quite likely that you cut at least one explosive for Oasis. Oasis seems very well situated, mm. not just, like, with Costumes, Singer, um, or things like Orion, or just, like, with Questline Druid and Kingsman the meta, but I think it's probably a better option right now than, you know, or in general than um, explosive. Well, at least one. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's especially true because of like the weird interaction that explosive has with objection already. And then um, if it, the deck gets another one drop, it can be a little bit more proactive in the secret generation just because it's more proactive onto the board with a, with a, you know, third and fourth uh, one mana minion. Yeah. It's one of those Orion really good from ahead, really bad from anywhere else, and one drop helps you be ahead um, and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people are going to echo your sentiment, Raffle, of not happy that this deck is back. But as one of the people that enjoys Secret Mage and uh, will defend it as uh, you know, quote unquote, good for the format. Um, no. uh, I, I like this card. I'm happy for it. I understand it's busted. I know people are going to be pissed off. I'm probably gonna jam some secret mage day one, um, because I'm I'm evil and toxic like that. Uh, let's talk about the other mage hunter card um, because it is not nearly as good, uh, and that is star power. Uh, this is a mage hunter arcane spell for five mana, deal five damage to a random enemy minion. Um, repeat this with one less damage. Arcane Question. hunter support. <laughs> Question. 
Uh, how does this work with Questline Hunter? Does how it does it work with the uh, ricochet shot? I, no, right, ricochet. shell shot. That one. Um, I think it's because um, Questline Hunter is spells that deal damage. So you play one spell. So I think it would be one tick on it. Oh, oh, shell shot. Yeah, okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Does that change your opinion of this card? Oh, God, no. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess worse. I would have been, been a little bit interested if um, it, like, completed the entire quest line in one hit. That would have been exciting. Uh, yeah. so, so I guess it does change it a little bit. But I wasn't too high on the idea of this, like, this getting thrown in wild decks in general. So. All right. Let's talk about the Hunter's secret here. Uh, Raffle, you were talking about punishing people for not using all their mana. Uh, hidden meaning. Two mana Hunter secret. When your opponent ends their turn with no mana... Summon a random three-cost minion. Um, uh, interesting card to print when they have like finale as one of the big things that they've been pushing in standard, uh, and kind of just like punishing you for doing that. Um, or I guess it leads a little bit of counterplay. But uh, but yeah. So when your opponent uses all their mana, which in wild they hopefully are because that's a sign of a good player and a good deck. Um, you get a random three-cost minion. Uh, the issue is um, there are a lot of really bad three-cost minions. In case you guys haven't played Wandering Monster in a hot minute, um, yeah. So I think the card like concept is good, right? Opponent using all the mana, which they want to do. The issue is three cost cards not good, especially when they're random. Yeah, this this is not a secret that you want to run in your deck. Good standard card, bad wild card. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ruffles questioning the good standard card, but <laughs> three three drops are pretty primo in standard. Like there's a lot of times that you get like three fours with upside, and it has charge. All your That's opponents him. will get Mucklas, and you'll get, I don't know, are there 1-1s or 1-2s in the format? Yeah. I mean, they're secrets, right? Like, no one's going to play them unless they're busted anyway. So it's like, <laughs> it's a secret made for us, guys. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move into uh, into Mage here. So we talked about the Mage Hunter cards. Uh, the other dual class card is Ma or, uh, Warlock. Uh, so Mage and Warlock cards. Uh, let's start with Fiddlefire Imp. 3 mana, 3, 2, demon. Add a random fire mage and fire warlock spell to your hand. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't taken a look through the collection to see the selection of fire spells, but uh, yeah, go ahead. I would not bother. I would not Immolate. bother me out. Immolate. That's all you need to know. Oh. It's an on-curve immolate. Fiddlefire imp into immolate every time. The opponent concedes. Uh, this card's bad. <laughs> I actually wonder if you can play it in standard in block. I wonder if it's like in standard, it's actually not that bad. In that yeah, bad. if you're playing it for an imp, I, was, I don't know. I was yeah, excited yeah. on mage for whatever reason, but even then, like, you can probably do better things with you, you, your hand is full with imp block because you have uh, impending catastrophe, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna move these two standard players onto our next card because we're a wild <laughs> podcast. Uh, let's talk about reverberations. Uh, three mana Mage and Warlock Shadow Spell. Uh, summon a copy of a minion. Each one takes, or each one dies after taking damage. Um, I've seen a little bit of like theory crafting with this card as like a, um, like a, a molten reflection effect in Warlock, um, where you can like copy Tamsins or things like that. Because um, you like play Tamsin, you play this, and then you get a zero mana version of this, and so then you get three Tamsins, and then you play like. Boar and POs and stuff, um, which is kind of cute. 
because then each PO gives you back three more POs. Uh, it's 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 expensive, right? Because that's six mana plus whatever combo you're doing for three Tamsins, but it is also three Tamsins, which could lead to sh- some shenanigans. Um, I don't really know what you're you're doing combo wise with this, but it is an effect that we haven't really seen in Warlock, uh, and so it is kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean the the problem with that though is that you can't like you can't reduce the uh, uh the POs uh to zero otherwise like with a rune mithra rod so you can't like expedite the combo in any way because you run the risk of breaking the Tamsin uh interaction. You could also like use this on the charge minions themselves and or at least the second one on the charge minions themselves and like probably get more damage out of it that way. Um also you could summon a copy of your opponent's minion and then it dies to take one damage. So like this deals with something like a Nepshalon for like five mana in mage and then also gives you a rather fragile Nepshalon. Uh pairs well with like Death Rattle minions and cubes, pairs nicely with uh Eggwin, but that's like a standard thing. Um so like there are definitely some some cute synergies. It it just feels and a hate to be repetitive on this, but it, it just feels a little slow. Like, it is really what it comes down to. I think it's a very cool card and has some very interesting implications and, like, sweet stuff that you can do, but you're just going to get run over by aggro in the process of trying to set that up. Yeah, uh, this seems weak. Um, I haven't, like, the idea of the whole tandem combo is slow. It's worse, Molten Reflection and Mage because you can't hot streak it. Uh, if you're like aiming for something specific like that so yeah i'm uh very low on this card for now but but ruffle said the the forbidden words he said carnivorous keep with this card which is like that gets me excited. reason those the reason those words are forbidden yeah it, it gets oh. me excited nonetheless i solved it oh um it's for the void callers that everybody's playing in standard all right, we, we're mentioning standard again. We're moving on. Nope, not even going to let you rebut that. We're moving on. Um, let's talk about Corp's favorite mechanic of the set. Let's talk about another remixed card. Um, this is Remix Dispensabot. This is a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four mech uh, that does the thing. Uh, it, it'll either be a 4-mana four 4-4 four, four cry, get two random frost spells, uh, get two mechs, which is really good if you're playing mech, uh, mech mage, uh, money Dispensabot, cry, get two coins, and then Mystery Dispensabot, get two random mage secrets. Uh, and that is to your hand that does not cast the two random mage secrets. Um, yeah, this seems like really good if you always could get the mechs, but really bad otherwise. Um, I don't know if you guys want to say anything else uh, on this card. No, I don't think you want the mechs because I don't think you want this card in mech mage because it costs four mana. Um, what, like, I don't know. This is the one where it feels like maybe some of these are the closest to parody at least because they're all kind of because they're random so like you're just getting random cards the way that, the only place i could see this um you know having a home is in like a reno mage is it's a value card it's not like a it's not a mech mage card even though it says mech on it um i think it's maybe something that you're okay if you generate in a mech mage uh in certain instances off of like a gorilla bot or an amalgam but you don't run this main deck yeah, I think it's just... I think it's actually not that far away from the Mech Mage, but it probably just doesn't quite make it. Like, getting coins can be really good, because then you could, like, cheat out Gaia, like, early, if like, if you cop a discount on two on this. 
but um yeah I, I agree like the the home would be a big fat ranathal reno mage pile where you're just playing random cards something something we've mentioned lpg mage and you know what that means i know <laughs> i know and there's i i'm just there's another card in here this one and another one but i'm saving my lpg reference for the other card so right. fair enough hold your horses on that one <laughs> fair but enough, know fair that enough. this card will also be included in that pile of cards that i make all right let's hurry up and try to get to there uh get to that then uh, let's talk about paladin we've already talked about the paladin death knight cards um me looking at this page has made me think about we talked about cool ghoul which is the four mana three one divine shield reborn works really really nicely with spotlight i guess um in case that matters but let's talk about the uh, paladin specific card uh and that is dance floor so this is a two mana two durability location uh that says give your minions brush uh I would say broomstick on a stick, but like the broomstick is the stick, I guess. So this is a two mana repeatable broomstick effect. Um, is this card playable? Like rush is a powerful effect to give, you know, your your minions. Just what deck that plays a lot of minions also wants to play a two mana location? Like, is this a maybe a mech paladin card? Uh, I don't think you want to run cards that are not mechs in in mech paladin if you can avoid it. Uh, I think I think it's one of those again awkward high quality cards that maybe just doesn't have the the best home right now. I think like Reno Paladin probably would just be okay with this. It kind of just runs a pile of bodies anyway, um, and so that could be maybe a consideration. Um, the Call Giants uh, Paladin could be uh, another interesting uh, thing where you just kind of do a dark glare um, impression. But I think it's I think it's a high quality card. It's just like where does it fit? Big Paladin, but that's not a real deck. I think would be a, a good look for this as well. So I, I think that there there are places where it's like it's good, but I don't think that this card alone is what's going to bring those decks up to like the quality of um, uh, of other decks in their format. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, if those if something like a big paladin gets more support i think that could be um uh you know a consideration yeah i actually don't think dance floor is very good um well i mean i think it's all right in big paladin like standard but again meath told us that we're not allowed to say the s word so let's let's not say anything about that um in, in wild yeah i don't know paladins wants to be playing like stats on curve but it wants to be the aggressor i don't think you can get away with two mana pass, even with the rush kind of upside down the line, because Paladin doesn't have like really great big swing turns. So you never really recover and then are able to clean up board with the uh with the rush payoff. So I just don't really see it. Like I, I just don't think it fits what Paladin wants to be doing. So actually very anti this card, which is you know, I've seen a lot of hype for it as well. It's one of the more hyped cards that I think I've seen from the mini set in general. I'm just a mm -hmm. hater. This is how you know we all hang out in different places of the internet because I've seen nothing about this card, but I saw a lot of things about the other cards that you guys had heard nothing about. So, um, yeah, I'm also with you guys. I don't think this card's very good. Um, all right, let's talk about Jukebox Totem. Uh, so two mana zero four Mech Totem. At the end of your turn, summon a one one Silver Hand Recruit. Um, so this is just like better uh, Primal Fin Totem, I believe, um, which yep. summoned one one Murlocs. And uh, the upside for this is that. Like, you can shove this in, like, even Paladin, right? Uh, or somewhere where you care about the dudes uh, as well as if you want that. Uh, yeah, it's a 2-mana 0-4 totem. 
I have to to bring up the obvious question: like, how do we feel about this in something like uh, Even Shaman? Uh, I'm not too high on this card just because we like we we kind of have seen it before, right? Um, the the one stat does make more of a difference than like I think people give credit for, but like, it, does it give enough of a difference to push out another card from uh, Even Shaman right now? My uh, my inclination is no. Um, because yeah, it does have great like anchor totem synergy, uh, but so does primal fin totem, right? Like uh, the only difference between this card and um, and primal fin totem in the context of um, of even shaman is the one health, I think. Um, so is one health enough to to make a card that was never considered in even shaman into something that uh, suddenly is? I, I find it doubtful. I say yes. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go against the grain here. Um, I think Jukebox Totem will make it. I think the One Health is enough. Uh, like, do I think it'll be one of the strongest cards in Even Shaman? No. But I think Even Shaman's kind of carrying some dead weight right now. And I think, like, for a snowballing card that needs to stick on the board multiple turns to really, like, get the benefit, uh, the extra health point is quite relevant. So, um, yeah, I, I would be trying this in Even Shaman. Um, in like, dude, paladin. Like, it's not bad if a call to arms, especially if you're like able to hide it behind a taunt or something. Like, it's not a, a, a horrific early play, uh, especially if you're playing, you know, a war horse. <laughs> like after that, then maybe it's protected. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, not not bad, not bad a card. So we'll see. All right. Uh, the last Paladin card here is the Paladin Shaman dual class card, uh, Horn of the Windlord. Um, this was the busted arena card that I was talking about a little bit earlier. Um, it's not a wild playable card, but I'll read it. It's a six mana three four weapon that has Wind Fury. Whenever your hero attacks a minion, set its stats to three three. Um, uh, I would actually play this in even Paladin. I think you you would play this over the Hammer Hammer of yeah. I don't know the name of it. You, yeah, you like really? Sure. Yeah. I think it's uh, just more burst and deals with something like a very clean tempo swing on the turn that it comes down and is more burst than the hammer. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, the, the deck used to run Avenging Wrath. It, it could use the burst, um, especially if you're playing that um, like buff a minion, buff your weapon or give your hero attack. Like that's makes it a five attack weapon. So you're dealing 10 that turn if, if you're able to stick something on board, which you very easily can with a one mana hero power. So basically, at worst, it, like it, it theoretically could do sixteen uh, over the course of two turns. Yeah, God, I guess I'm just too attached to my six six that comes with the uh, the other hammer. But uh, I understand the arguments. Maybe it was a little bit uh, too hasty to to dismiss this card. I don't know. I mean, even Paladin, card, even Paladin probably isn't going to be like a star anyway. Yeah. So yeah, even even when it was wrong. busted, nobody was playing it. All right, you're 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 not wrong. Um, Okay, let's move on to uh, to Priest. Uh, so Priest, we've talked about the Priest Druid cards already, but the other class that it got comboed with was, uh, of course, um, Rogue, because uh, stealing things is in both of the class identities. So let's uh, start with, I guess, on that theme, Plagiarizer. Um, of course, you got the like the four R's in there to drive home the point, but it is a three-mana 4-3 pirate. Uh, Battlecry, get a copy of the top card of your opponent's deck. Um Three mana, four, three thief card. Uh, I know Raffle's going to play it. I know I'm going to see it in the janky thief Renathal Rena Priests that are always hanging out in, in Legend that I can't understand how they win games. 
Um, I, I don't know that it's a, necessarily a great card, but I guess it's for, you know, what it's trying to do, it does that job, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a fun card. I like it. Give me give me your Shutterwalk. Uh, play that Polk out, and I'll follow up with this. I like how subtle the name is as well. So, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Yeah. All right. Um, um, and the other the other Priest Rogue card is Deafen. Uh, this is a one-mana shadow spell, uh, important for Shadow Priest. Uh, one-mana Silence a Minion. Combo, also deal two damage to it. Uh, I mean, I think this is worse than the other one mana spells that you play in, like Miracle Rogue and stuff, because those draw you cards. Um, but I mean, I guess it does give Rogue access to cheap silence. I don't know if that's uh, a thing that Rogue is interested in. I haven't played a whole bunch of Rogue recently. I think if that were something Rogue was interested in, especially on combo, it would just run sap, right? I I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this card is not good. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it could it probably might be... be zero. It could probably be zero mana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, well, zero would kind of be rough eh, just because yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the combo requirement. Um, I think it it may be a consideration for like a, a Reno Shadow Priest, but I think that there's just better removal available for that class. I think that's maybe the only place you would look at it. Yeah, I, I actually think it might see played in that deck as well. Um, probably you like more have... of a meta. It's Anduin fuel. Like, mm. I, I don't know. Even then, like, I'm not super high on this card at all. If you if you want to play at Arena Shadow Priest, you're going to have to convince people to stop playing cards like Plagiarizer in their deck instead. Um, and that's going to be a hard sell. So I don't even know if you'll see I mean, it there. I've seen, I've seen people hard run zero mana silence. So, like, it's not crazy. Uh... Probably maybe more if you're running like a Renathal version, you're getting kind of a little desperate on the fringes, but um, yeah, not bad for Priest. I, I think it's more of a Priest card than a Rogue card, for sure. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about the, the Priest-specific card here, and that is Ambient Light Spawn. Four mana, three, four, Elemental. So Finale and Overheal give another random friendly minion, plus two, plus two. This seems sweet for that, like, Heartthrob, Tempo, Overheal, Priest in that Forbidden format that we will not mention, but uh, that deck doesn't really exist in in Wild yet. Is this card going to make it a thing in, in Wild? Is it that powerful? No. Uh, no. I I was just going to say that I had a 70% win rate with that uh, Wild version of that deck, but that was like day two of the expansion, so that's not really uh, realistic. No, it's a... Uh, I don't... This card would be way too slow in in our format for that deck. Ruffle, we had very different experiences on day two of the expansion. <laughs> yeah, I was playing potion vendors. <laughs> I was playing I was playing some twigs. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um let's move on to Rogue here. We've talked about the Rogue Priest cards. We've talked about the Rogue Demon Hunter cards. Uh the Rogue Rogue card is a uh two mana two one undead with rush. Combo gain poisonous. Uh so a two mana two one rush that uh, can potentially kill things. Uh, I don't know where this sees play, but that's like two mana kill a thing, which is like not the worst card in the world. It's seems worse like than it. Plunderer. Like, it <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it sure seems like it's the worst card in the world. <laughs> it feels feels up there with that uh, that three mana two one that uh, Rogue got earlier. Look, look, look. When you only have one other card in hand, it's so much better than Plunder. No, then you can't combo it. 
Right. Well, I said one other card, and then you like play. Oh, one other card. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's not awful, but um, it's not wild strong. I would say. All right. Uh, let's move into shaman here. Uh, so we've already seen the shaman uh, paladin cards. Uh, the other class that I got comboed with was uh, warrior. So shaman warrior. Uh, let's have a jam session as we talk about jam session, which is a two mana fire spell. Two mana. Give a friendly minion plus three plus three. Deal one damage to all other minions. Overload one. Uh, I mean, it's a two mana three three that does a risky skipper effect. Like this actually looks like it might have potential question mark yeah i mean in those uh skipper decks that um people are running or the war song decks uh so a lot of extra damage on your uh frothing berserker if you have the mana for it the the problem is maybe the the mana cost um because those turns are already pretty heavy even with a to the front but um it does take some of the burden off of uh, Risky Skipper, which those decks are pretty heavily reliant on right now. So I think it probably fits in there. I don't know if it'll be one of the better cards in the deck, but like people will certainly at least try it. Yeah, it seems like a, um, a solid option like to you know make the deck more consistent without having to get weird like standard and play Wild Pyromancer. Um, do we ever consider this an even shaman? That's what I was thinking as well. Um, Honestly, I'm higher on this card in even shaman than I am the, uh, um, the whatever the other Enraged. totem was. Yeah, oh, just because oh. like, yeah, just because like, uh, have a healing totem on the board and it immediately undoes does what uh, the damage. So like, it's just with a healing totem, it's just net benefit. Uh, like the best part even is that you get to kill off your idiot totem. So, um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's worth a a look in uh in even shaman. Um. Uh, I'm higher on it than the uh, the jukebox totem. All right, uh, good good shout out on the even shaman list. Corbat here refining refining even shaman uh, like it's his favorite deck. Uh, let's talk about the other card. It's a backstage bouncer four mana four five beast with taunt, battle cry, transform a friendly minion into a copy of this. Now how about this? An even shaman. You take one of those totems that you're summoning off your chisel, and then all of a sudden you played a four mana eight ten. Sounds kind of hot. Does it? It does sound four mana eight ten. It's a lot of stats. No, Uh, (laughs) I am very anti this card. Um, I think it's uh, like like in wild because the even shaman the totems are actually useful and threatening. I think Mm -hmm. it's um, like you're getting a lot less of a benefit. It's kind of a weird thing where like the probably the best hypothetical example like hypothetical world for this deck is where you buff it up real big, Um, but at that point your minions are buffed up and big so then why are we transforming like a, a buffed up target dummy or something it just doesn't make very much sense yeah. uh so i just think it kind of like fights itself for what it's trying to do and um yeah difficult yeah. to see the where where i wanted to put it is in like a taunt buff deck with um like conditioning and uh the, the whatever the one mana spell is um but then like you said like you have to kind of do that ahead of time and then like top deck a target dummy so that you have an actual target for it or even just like damage a minion and then like use this as kind of a heal up on it or something along those lines i could very well see being worthwhile but you want to buff this in hand to get value off of it for sure okay 
thinking out of the box here. What about the uh, like the cute versions of Menagerie Warrior that play all the zero mana minions for like their roaring applause, and then you take one of these zero mana minions and you turn it into a four five, like, and then you can like duplicate this with Voon and then. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, an awful idea turning, like, a little zero mana card, but I have no faith in that cute version of the deck. Also, As somebody who has played the cute version of the deck, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. All right, sorry, Backstage Bouncer, I tried. Um, all right, let's talk about the Shaman-specific card here, Remix Totem Carver, uh, three mana, three, two. Uh, this thing doesn't even have the effects. Does anybody know what the effects of this card does? Oh, it's like summon Flame Tongue, yeah. summon Mana Tide, summon Jukebox, summon... And then Stereo. Yes, I know what that card does. Stereo, yeah, stereo. is the one that buffs your hand. Yeah. Okay. So you said so, all those things. I, I'm not even going to finish looking it up. I am uh, just going to say that this card's probably not good based upon the fact oh, that... Oh, come on. We have to pay respects. It, it's, it's just the new Tuscar Totemic. Right. You know? it, it, you gotta... It's a narrow version of Tuscar. It's what Tuscar like, wanted to be. It's Somehow, we, did, we we talked a lot about how much we hate the remix stuff. It's a better version of Tuscar Totemic somehow. Or like the old Tuscar Totemic. Uh, it's still a bad card, though. All right, I think they should bring the, back the original form. I want to summon totem uh, or Giga totems on turn two, please. Um, all right, let's talk about Warlock. We've already talked about the Mage Warlock cards, and we've already talked about the Druid Warlock cards. But let's talk about the the Warlock Warlock card, um, which is quite possibly one of the coolest cards that I've seen. Um, thirty mana, thirty mana for a fifteen fifteen taunt life steal. Now, before you forget about the thirty mana, let me read the rest of this card. This card's cost is equal to the amount of cards in your deck. Um, so you can either be playing like a self-mill thing, right, with Soul Rens, and you can play like the Bristle, I don't even know the name of the cards, the 3-3 Lifesteal and the 1-mana 6-6 Taunt. You could probably just shove this in something like even Warlock, where you're tapping every turn and then you're playing Soul Rend anyways. Um, or you could play this with Jailer. Because Jailer will immediately make this a zero mana fifteen fifteen with Taunt Lifesteal, um, which sounds kind of cute. So I don't know. This 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 is a thirty mana card fifteen fifteen. It's sweet. I don't know how good it is, but it's sweet. Uh, also the name, Phantom Lord of the Opera. For I guess I didn't read that aloud, but yeah. How do you guys feel about this? I love this card, um, even if it's not going to be good. Uh, it just seems really fun, um, and I'm into it. Um, yeah, the jailer is probably a little bit too slow for a format, but I think that your instinct was similar to mine, where like even just an even warlock with the uh, um, double soul rend, probably running Damson in there, like you're digging through a lot of cards in in that deck. So this will be playable eventually, and then you really probably want to play it in a deck with Battlemaster anyway, um, and like that deck's already running Battlemaster, so. It, I don't know if it'll be good, but like it's probably at least worth a, a look, right? You could run Hemet if you don't want to like blow up your entire deck with a um, uh, a Jailer because Jailer is also pretty slow. Um, it's great dirty rat protection. So I, I just love everything about this card except the fact that it will probably you know end up in my hand with either with one of the two heroes exploding before I ever get to play it. Now, this is a world where this was around during the Darkest Hour era, and I'm just going to put that thought out into the universe. Because, um, of course... How do we cheat to. this out? How do we cheat this out? I yep. had to look through the collection. I was looking for, like, 
sacrificial summoner i couldn't find any 29 drops uh <laughs> so i think that's off the off the table um anything else well i don't know how you cheated out but you know what this works really nicely with deck of chaos you can turn this into a 15 mana 30 15 finally a reason to play deck of chaos then you don't even need mana. the battle master 15 mana it's actually like it's like super playable right oh super playable <laughs> by yeah, the time yeah, you're playing deck of chaos you've already drawn like 10 cards so um <laughs> Before Ruffles' brain explodes, um, I think there there is actually a reason that they didn't give this like the undead or the demon tribe, yeah. even though he might look like it, because they don't yeah. want to give you the ability to cheat this out, uh, right. which makes complete and total sense. Um, I but think someday there will be there will be a right. way to cheat this out, like very very early at some point. I feel like. I I think it's, it's already maybe, especially in standard, it's already spooky enough with the jailer, probably right. Like, like that's. But then it, you're like it, playing it Chad the... Warlock and. It, it loses the taunt, but like you just yeah, you just play this with Chad. Yeah, I uh, it makes sense but, now. I mean, you're probably also playing Jailer and stuff in that deck anyway, right? Or now you are, so you have a second way to just shove this into play. I I wonder if there's like a really fun version of the deck where you you like hem it like it's all spells, whatever you hem it, you play this, and then you just like raise dead back a copy, and then you play another copy, and then like they kill that, and then you raise dead back two copies. <laughs> you just kind of keep doing that. That sounds fun. Yeah, and then maybe your only other card is like something like a Symphony of Sins, so that you yeah. can give yourself a little bit of a buffer into fatigue. Okay. That that also sounds like another uh day one deck raffle. I think you just kind of solved it. Come on. You did this to yourself. Don't put, don't put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you did that to yourself. All right, um, let's move on to talk about our last Warrior card. Poor Warrior only got one card for us to talk about, uh, and that is Remix Tuning Fork, another Remix card here. Uh, so this is a 2-mana two 2-2 two, uh, that either becomes a 2-mana 4-2, a 2-mana uh, two 2-2 two that gives you 5 armor, um, a 2-mana two 2-2 two weapon with cleave, and a 2-mana 2-2 that discovers a, uh, a taunt minion. All right, let's talk about our neutrals. Um, poor Warrior. Uh, what? Cards are we, we're blowing past that one, are we? I, like, this is probably... This is a card where it feels like if you don't get the plus two attack, does not feel like a playable card. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe the cleave you're playing specifically against, like, even Shaman or, like, Pirates. But then you're, like... The, the, then you're playing a 2 this one, two weapon. Right. This one feels like it has some of the most variance in, like, what is... Uh... A playable card off of this this wait this yeah. feels very much this feels very much like the uh the inverse of the uh the whatever the, the mole. unidentified mall was uh for paladin corb you you want to talk about this card you're excited about this that's i wanted to at least acknowledge how stupid it is like that's, <laughs> that's the part that i wanted to do there like, are there are plenty of people already doing that i'm sure we don't need to pile on this poor card has gone through enough all right get it out get it out corp do talk nah, no 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 it's just the fact that it is like a two mana four two weapon and then sometimes you get a taunt it's just like ugh. um i don't know it's actually like it's actually pretty decent though i think i don't know where it goes then i, I think the cleave I, I, is good specifically against stuff like even shaman the plus two Pyrrhic. attack is like specifically very good against like slow deck because then it's more damage, and then the other other two options are kind of just useless. No, I don't know. Like two to discover a taunt isn't that bad in like a slow matchup. It, it is. It is pretty bad. It, it, you're talking about discover in our format with a keyword as wide as taunt. Yeah, you're you're deluding yourself. 
No, I, I, I'm just honestly infatuated with the four-two weapon, man. I'm just like yeah. thinking about it, daydreaming. Like we're gonna have a beautiful life together every Look, time. Corp, we're gonna you have, have you have fiery war axe that is a two minute three-two every game. Just play that. It's fine. Just play an upgrade, and you're you're fine. Don't don't delude yourself. You're not playing this. Three game. is less than four, though, Mio. Yeah, but all those other three options are much yeah. worse than three attacks. So no, you're all right. right. Um, let's move on to our neutrals. Lo and behold, the first one that we're going to talk about is another remixed card, uh, which is Remixed Musician, which is a 3-3 with Rush that gains additional effects. So it's either a 3-3 Rush Divine Shield, a 3-3 Rush Wind Fury, a 3-3 Rush Lifesteal, or a 3-3 Rush Poisonous. Um, Corb, I know you guys were like super high on Audio Medic in like hand buff decks and things like that. Or does that mean you're equally as high on something like this? This card is awesome for Arena. Yeah. This might be the most consistent of the remix cards in that none of them will feel good to play in our format. <laughs> um, all right. I finally actually found out where that warrior plays, uh, warrior card is going to see play. Uh, and that's the next one, which is Grim Totem Buzzkill. Uh, it is a four mana five, four battle cry. Discard a weapon to draw three cards. Finally, some use for that two mana two two weapon that we just talked about. Um, but actually, unironically, sounds it's a four mana five four. If you're playing this in like an abyssal demon deck, like is there a weapon deck where we have a weapon density where we can just play a four mana five four draw three cards? Not currently, but like that's a powerful enough effect that maybe you consider it. Um, what's the uh, God? Uh, Furnace Fire Colossus. Discard all weapons from your hand and gain their stats. Is this a uh, neutral card? Yes. Old, old card. Six yeah. mana? Right. Six mana, six, six. Discard all your weapons and gain their stats. You play in a lot of weapons. You play charge with it in Warrior. And uh, you, that's, that's the only... That's the best use of the uh, buzzkill that I can think of. Damn, that's reaching like deep into the bag, Ruffle. I forgot that card existed. I didn't because I spent hours on stream trying to make that com very combo work. And if I had four mana draw three, I would have been much happier. <laughs> All right, I lied. I found the next, the actual Ruffle day one deck. Furnace Fire, <laughs> Buzzkill. No. Bu no, Never okay. again. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about our next one here. Um, let's talk about Speaker Stomper. Um, so I know we had a conversation about tradable on tech cards last week. So let's uh, let's rehash that. Let's bring it back up. Um, not really, but uh, Speaker Stomper is a four mana four four tradable uh, battle cry. Enemy spells cost two more next turn. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, this is kind of on the softer tech that we were talking about last week with stuff like cult neophytes. Um, uh, but it is a four mana four four acceptable stats with tradable uh, attached to this uh, you know this tech tech effect. I don't think that this card's that good. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with me, um, but it is, it is tradable, which means that the floor is a lot higher than you know we might have seen of cards in the past. Which means that it's probably going to see a lot more play than cards similar to it in the past. Yeah, I I think that uh, two things are kind of baiting people in this that like it has a low thub effect, but with a smaller number. Um, and uh, the fact that it's even, so like. Maybe you could consider it an even dex, but like the, the even decks that exist right now are even shaman, and um, even shaman doesn't 
really want to run not totems, right? <laughs> like, or, or not things that synergize with the totems. So. Raffle, it has a totem in the art. There, this is totally a totem card. Poor stereo totem getting it's demolished. It's anti-synergistic, man. Yeah. Kill <laughs> right, it's run. stomping the, the totem. Like, that is a broken totem that clearly indicates that you shouldn't run it in Even Shaman. Um, yeah, I think I think people are maybe overestimating this card a little bit. I think they're falling into like the forensic duster trap. Um, you know, like even even Colt Neophytes come out a little bit earlier, have a you know vanilla stat line rather than minus a stat line, and those have really fallen out of favor lately. So I just we have Lothab. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's um, not good in even Shaman, but I expect that it will be good in even Death Knight. Um, I forget about like, that deck. Yeah, it's easy to. <laughs> uh, even Death Knight, obviously the deck that smashes aggro and dies to swing turns and OTKs. Well, this is a good way to not die to swing turns and OTKs. So I can definitely see it there. Um, as for anywhere else, I don't think so. Like, I totally agree with Ruffle. I think people are, like, overrating this card a lot. Um, and there's only one specific home for it in my mind. I yeah I don't even know if you I guess it makes sense uh, in even Death Knight but I don't even know if it'll be, end up being good enough in that deck but uh, like very meta dependent but we'll see we'll see um all right let's not talk about tr uh, tech cards anymore uh, let's talk about the uh, the two splashy legendaries uh, let's start with uh, Elite Torn Champion uh, etc is back uh, the fourth iteration of the card he is back to a five mana five five finale start a rock duel. Players must spend their mana each turn, or else they take eight or more damage. So in a classic case of reading the card not explaining the card, let me take a couple seconds here to explain the card. Um, so when you play this card with Finale active, it gives the opponent a spell um, called the Molten Pick of Rock. Okay, uh, This is a uncastable spell, so something like if you had Shadow of Demise, it's an original form, or if you had discovered a... Uh, the, the scroll and mage that changes every turn. Um, you cannot cast this card. Uh, and so then what happens is it goes to your opponent's turn, and at the end of your opponent's turn, it does the thing where it checks, did you use all your mana this turn? If you did not use all your mana, that player takes 8 damage. If you did use all your mana, it gives this uncastable spell back to the person who cast the original ETC. Right? But when it gets passed back, then the damage goes up by two. And so then it goes back to my turn, and I have to spend all my mana on turn six. Otherwise, I take ten damage. It's basically a very, you know, dangerous game of hot potato, uh, of making sure that you use all your mana. Um, so that being said, <laughs> I don't know where this card sees play, how it sees play, because, again, we play wild where players want to spend all their mana, but if you combine this with something like a Lothab or something, your opponent can't use all their mana, and then they kaboom and take 8 damage um, from the potato. Uh, it seems it seems very fun. I yeah. don't know that it seems very good. I don't care. You, you had me at fun. Uh, yeah, like, it's just like a... It, it's a fun finisher like mini game that you you get to incorporate i really like that you mentioned the uh Alotheb. i think that's a, a lot of uh a lot of fun to pair with those things i mean even like um you know it might make 
whatever the, the cold feet is uh, a consideration as well. Like you can really kind of uh, frustrate your opponents and force them to eight, eight damage for five mana is a lot. And uh, 12 damage is also a lot if they, like you're, you know, they have the free turn on five or six and then are able to, uh, and then you're able to like lock them out behind that. It seems fun to me. I don't know. It's probably not very good, but it's fun. And, uh, and, and I'm going to have fun with it. No, nothing to say about the flashy legendary? No, not really. I, I don't want to be a downer. Like, look, it's it's dumb. It's dumb, it's, and it's yeah, silly, every, and everybody I, knows that. Yeah, like, it, I don't know, it's cute. Um, I like that they've, like, kind of introduced the mechanic, but, um, yeah. <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm not going to play it. Like, I'll, I'll let Ruffle play it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Corp hates fun confirmed. Different different cards appeal to different people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. They, well, you, they, you can play it in Shutterwalk Shaman. And give your opponent a handful of the these molten rocks that blow up when you have them under a Lothop effect and they can't cast anything. And so I hate to break it to you, but uh, mm-hmm. finale is not battle cry. Crap! Today I learned. Um, okay, I also hate fun because I don't know where I'll see that scene play. Anyways, um, let's talk about a card that does have battle cry. Uh, let's talk about Magatha Bane of Music. Um, five mana, five five battle cry. Draw five cards. Give any spells drawn to your opponent. So I think the immediate like thing of interest is that you play this in a deck that doesn't play any spells, or plays like two spells, and then this is a 5 and a 5-5 five, five that draws five spells. You could also play this in a deck full of spells, and then have this be 5 and a 5-5, five, five, give your opponent five useless cards uh, that makes them overdraw, you know? Oh, no, but uh, I don't know. People people were kind of doubting, doubting this, and I'm like, well, you know when your secret mage opponent plays Sage and you're really, really sad? Um, imagine if any deck could play like Sage, like a five mana five five that drew you five cards. I feel like you'd be pretty happy with that. Um, it doesn't have any tribes, which is maybe like the biggest downside of this card, but it is it is a five mana five five that draws five, which is actually like pretty intriguing to me. Yeah, no, this card seems very strong and conditionally. This is the card I was talking about with the LPG Mage, by the way, because you're running very few spells in that you play one mana draw five. Come on, Raffle. I want to talk about this. Don't bring up LPG Mage. Come on. Uh, um, I think I, that said, I, I I do think some people are maybe potentially getting baited in like uh, heavy minion types uh, decks because that's like you know a Mech Paladin or a Mech Mage might be a a place where this could fit because that's the the type of minion dense deck. But like the problem is when you're introducing not mechs into those decks, it, it creates some you know anti-synergy with the other things that you're doing but i could very well see like a minion dense aggressive deck making good use of this i don't know if it's going to be like a mech deck or like a you know something along those lines but even if you draw four and allow your opponent to draw one um i would consider that a win um you know but that seems good <laughs> maybe like a tax paladin with uh just call to arms as your only spells and then no, because then you're not running conviction. You don't have the lethality. Like, oh man, it is an interesting deck building puzzle. Like finding the right fit for it is uh, is tough. the The limitation that I do see is that not just because it doesn't have a minion type, but like it doesn't. Aggro is so fast in our format because of the density of synergy uh, within those types of things. Whether it's pirates, mechs, whatever the case may be. Um, having a card that draws you a lot of cards but like is antagonistic with that those types of synergies could 
counterintuitively slow it down a little bit. So like that's the that's the hesitation I see where you know it could be a low theb in a pirate road, for instance, right? Like that's not something that you really want to run, right? Because it's a it's a very good card, but it's slowing you down by quite a bit. Um, so finding a home for it, I think, is uh, is a little bit more challenging than people think, even though it is like undoubtedly a card with a lot of potential. Yeah, I think it's broken. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're gonna be seeing this a lot, like whether it is in the mech deck. So, like, I haven't, I haven't really gone through and looked at specifically like every single deck and figured out like, oh, just how many spells are we playing in, you know, so and so. But I think it's just broken. Like, yeah, we're gonna see a lot of it. Yeah. Five minute five five is a powerful effect, um, even if it doesn't come with like tribal synergies. Because like, what mech mage plays four cards that are spells, and then. Paladin plays like two. So um like just immediately there, like you've got a lot of synergy there. Uh I'm thinking about the, um good. The thing about those two decks specifically though is neither of them are hurting for draw and both of them kind of want the game to be over around. Well, I think it time. it's not that they're hurting for draw, but that means that like when you don't draw your raider or like if you only draw one raider detector, then you vomit your hand on like turn three, turn four. And then you have this on five for like the second wave of refill if you need it, which I think is like something that people are kind of underrating. Or like, yeah, it's not like the busted draw card, but it's a neutral draw package that you can put in every deck, right? And, yeah. and the refill is like super important. So, I mean, you're probably right. Five mana draw five is just, it, it, it's a lot of draw. So, like, you just take, you, you just take the downside, I guess, of running a five mana five five, if you can call it a downside. Yeah, you're, you're you're probably right. You just run it in those decks. Yeah, I do wonder. Uh, I know I, you were kind of memeing you... with the the Rena Mage thing, but like a lot of Rena decks are becoming super minion dense. Um, and so I wonder if you're just like, are you just shoving this and stuff like Rena Lock? Or I know Rena Priest is very minion focused at this point, which is like weird to say about a Priest deck. Um, I, I think Rena Lock is a little bit risky because you you do have very high quality spells that you probably want to run in that deck. But like, in an LPG mage, you could probably just run three spells and like give your opponent the LPG, and then they have an unplayable card. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. No, the idea is that you would play this after the uh, the LPG hits, and then you're drawing one mana minions. Um, but yeah, I, I think this this card will undoubtedly find a home or force an archetype if one doesn't exist like Ooh. do you just run this in pirate rogue <laughs> like, yeah i was thinking i was thinking about it in pirate rogue 100%. Like, you don't uh, you, you I just think about it i was thinking about it in beast hunter as well like yeah you're not running any spells in that deck are you not really anymore like, other than you play, you play overwhelm and wound prayer right oh, yeah but you can cut wound or, prayer, yeah like. you just cut those <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's fine yeah so yeah. yeah this yeah this this card's very good i i you, you guys uh Talking it through, you're absolutely right. I, I was, I think, underrating it in like those uh, specific minion type decks. I think it's just a good card. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I was reading things where people were just like, yeah, but like, it's it's drawing you five cards on turn five, and I'm like, it doesn't matter when it's drawing you cards. It's drawing you five cards, which is good. Wacky idea. Um, I was actually thinking about this in Shadowwalk Shaman. If you just drop the Shadowwalk maybe or, or like maybe you don't even drop just play just play murloc uh, shaman baby yeah like murloc shaman because like even if you draw the spell like you're drawing, really good you're drawing ice devolved, fishings 
Well, yeah. ice fishing, schooling, and devolve. Like, I don't even know how good devolve is these days. Is that too much? I mean, it, devolve gets a lot worse when you're playing flugel talks. So, yeah, I, I don't think like I've devolve has felt underwhelming. Like, yeah, even so like got devolve right. So why can't shutterwalk? Yeah, so if you're down to this like schooling ice fishing, it's like, oh, you give your opponent ice fishing. Oh, how devastating. Like like most most decks probably can't even make use of that. And right. if you're drawing five, you're probably getting to all your pieces anyway. So right. look, I don't know. The point is that like this is a very powerful effect and it'll probably see a lot of play in lots of decks. Because even in in like in wild I feel like decks in general in wild are like much more minion dense while still like while being very, very strong. Um So yeah, I don't know. This looks busted. We're, we're yeah. just gonna brush past the thing that like pissed off all of the uh, the shaman discord of you just saying cutting shadowwalk from shadowwalk shaman. We're gonna move on and uh, try to try to wrap it up here. I'm saving you, saving yourself. All right, that's saving you from uh, from your own comments. Throwing ideas out, man. I'm just talking <laughs> it through. That's it. But you said the forbidden words. Can't do that. Um, I mean, wrap it up. I know it's uh it's a mini set, not as many cards. Uh, I think we can all kind of agree that the one mana two one secret mage card is probably the best card of the set. I don't know if you guys had any different things that you wanted to throw out there for that. Nope. All right, no. so I will ask you the most important question then of what is the card that you're looking forward to playing the most uh, from from these cards. 15-15 uh, Taunt Lifesteal. Didn't even have to think about it. Didn't even have to scroll back to the library. Immediately knew. Uh, I can completely understand, though. Corb, what about you? I actually will go with the legendary that we just talked about. I think Mag... Uh probably the probably the big one also mm, the mana the mana card and priest and druid of course i like i knew that one <laughs> yeah sorry yeah yeah um i'm gonna go with uh abyssal basis i think is the name of the uh the demon dude that gets discounted um soft spot for menagerie warrior put a lot of that when the expansion dropped and uh it's been a while since i've played it but uh this might be uh draw me back towards that deck um card card seems sweet kind of exactly what that deck you know, once is like the last little piece uh, for it to be a, a playable, good competitive wild deck. Um, so yeah, uh, let us know down in the comments what you guys are looking forward to. Um, you know, the most from the mini set, and uh, just also to express your hatred for the one mana two one secret mage card and how much you may hate that deck. Um, because you know, Raffle will sympathize and like your comments um, and hit you with that thumbs up. Um, before we before we wrap up, just want to remind everybody that we do have a little giveaway going for the the mini set. Um, just make sure you guys enter the giveaway. Uh, don't have a bunch of time to do it. We'll be picking winners uh, in the afternoon uh, tomorrow uh, when the mini set comes out. So make sure you guys do that. Super simple. Takes you two minutes to enter. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys do that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy the mini set and uh, Raffle and Corp. Hopefully you guys enjoy the mini set. I know I'll be watching your content tomorrow. Um, let the people know where they can find you guys uh, and your content tomorrow. Uh, yeah, you can find me streaming on YouTube tomorrow and Twitch uh, on Thursday uh, at Raffle in both places. And you can always find me at Corbett on Twitch and also Corbett Games on YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> something something BS Podcast too as well. Uh, oh you... <laughs> damn right, BS Podcast. If you're interested in more standard stuff, you can always check out another podcast they do, uh Vicious Syndicate Data Podcast with Zach. Uh, you can, you can hear him talk about the forbidden format, you know. Um Yeah. <laughs> one day he'll he'll get it, you know, in the routine. I got I got banned from talking about it, Meowth, you know. I'm just trying to be a good soldier. Just standard, not the other podcast. Come on, um, but you guys find me at Get Me Out on all those platforms. I'll be streaming tomorrow as well. Hopefully, you guys all enjoy the uh, the mini set. Uh, I know we are playing wild, but it does seem like we have a, a couple of sweet cards to to mess around with uh, with the mini set stuff coming out. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll see you guys again next time. Later. Mm -hmm.